Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. Eternal Messiah, unto you be glory and honor. We thank you, we bless your mighty name. You alone are worthy, you are worthy of our praise. Amen. We started today by looking at the way of prudence. Without prudence, you cannot be a savior. Every prudent, every savior must be a prudent person. The Bible says concerning a certain man in the Bible, um, said that he was a prudent man, Sergius Paulus. He said the man was a prudent man. Without prudence, you cannot be a savior. And that word prudence means being sensible. Um, it's a faculty of the senses. We started off by First Corinthians 13, that one we looked at the love. Ephesians chapter 1, the verse number 10 to 17. Ephesians 1, 10 to 17. He said, in whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Wherein he has abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence. So God used wisdom and prudence to abound towards us. That means in blessing us and in doing the things that he does, God uses prudence and wisdom. And um, the word prudence, all of us who know that, many times you will say that prudence means um, wisdom, but they are different, as we can see in the scriptures, that he used um, wisdom and then he also used prudence in abounding towards us, okay, wherein he abounded towards us in all wisdom and uh, prudence. The words are very similar. Um, wisdom is the wisdom is applied understanding it has to do with somebody who is wise somebody who is very clear in your thinking and then the word prudence has to do with exercise of the mind it has to do with um, a sentiment or opinion a disposition to interest oneself in something Th those words are just closely related without wisdom you cannot be a savior but the worldly wisdom is different from spiritual wisdom so I came here in the morning and I told you that if I want to describe wisdom what is wisdom and what is prudence? I will just go for 
1 Corinthians 13. When you start from chapter 12, the verse number 31, Paul talked about the fact that all are not apostles, all are not prophets, all are not this, all are not that. And then, in the 1231, he said, yet show I you the more excellent way. And that excellent way is the way of love. So I took my time and I went through those items one by one and I showed you that somebody who is a prudent person is somebody who walks in love. Now, apart from walking in love, the prudence of God also manifests itself in a word you may not want to hear at all. And that word is humiliation. Through the wisdom of God, God allowed his son to be punished and to go through pain for you and I to be saved. I know that if I ask any of you now to make a wise decision or a prudent decision, you will like a decision where you won't suffer at all. In fact, for many people, the, the, the word prudence means avoid trouble, avoid pain, avoid humiliation. But in God's way of thinking, to get you and I saved, God used a method that had to do with bringing reproach and shame to his own son. So today, our prayer topic, second prayer topic is like this. To pray for the body of Christ to have faith in the display of God's love and prudence which was manifested in the humiliation of Jesus Christ on the cross. We've stopped preaching the cross. And because we've stopped preaching the cross, we ourselves have stopped practicing the cross. Anything you stop preaching, you will, start, you will stop practicing. So, God in his wisdom said, if I want to save humankind, and I want to give them a savior, the savior must suffer. So, we believe in the cross, that Jesus Christ died, he was nailed to the cross, he was humiliated in order to save us. But you know, our hypocrisy is this. Number one, we've stopped preaching the cross, and number two, we have stopped believing in the cross. So many people who are, who are saying, I want to be a savior. Number one, they don't want to walk in love. You cannot be a savior without walking in love. And number two, you cannot be a savior without suffering humiliation. So the Bible said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the verse number 1 to 10, and look at what he says. And I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with the excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. So that means I didn't come in human wisdom. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus and him crucified. So when I came, all I talked to you about Jesus was Jesus and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. So I didn't use human wisdom. 
My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. Let's go to verse 5. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. I have been around for a while. And I can tell you that one of the things that prevents people from being saviors is that many times it is rather an argument of who is right and who is wrong. Who is right and who is wrong? I've seen it many times in, um, in, in, in family meetings, church meetings, and when they sit down, they are arguing who is right and who is wrong. Then the one who is wrong has to apologize. And then they say, okay, now we are peace. And we are constantly, we are contending. Who is right and who is wrong? And they will tell you things like, Penny Empire Kualachau, and Tibunawaya Kuala, and Osako Pachau. And all the th thing is about who is who and who is the most powerful. Those are men's wisdom. And then, here are the Christians who don't want to suffer. They want to be saviors, but they don't want to suffer. As if Jesus died and saved them in a restaurant. Can, can you turn to somebody and tell the person, your master who died and saved you, tell the person, no, okay, better still. Tell the person, your master who saved you, he died. He did not live. But he died. And he died on a cross. On the hill of Calvary. Tell the person, Jesus didn't save you from a restaurant. Why, why, why trying to save people from, from the position in a restaurant? We want comfortable life want a life that is peaceful but you know what God's prudence says for you to save people number one walk in love and number two carry a cross go through pain shame humiliation by going to our families we are crying for respect somebody has to respect me somebody has to honor me Tell that man to know how to talk to me. Tell that woman to know how to talk to me. We are demanding our respect. Demanding our honor. But you know what people? A savior is somebody who is nailed on a cross. A savior is not somebody who is celebrated, applauded, and everybody is happy with you, and everybody is busy praising you. No. You will be rejected big time. That one I told you that some time ago. You'll be rejected. They will treat you like trash. Put you on the cross and nail you and you go through the pain and everything. So, the second prayer we were praying is that God, let us have faith in the cross where Jesus was crucified on the cross to save us. And the more we preach the cross, the more the believers arm themselves with the mind to suffer. Now, so, the prudence of God is this. That number one, walk in love. Number two, go through humiliation. And then the third one, when you walk in love, God so loved the world. Humiliation. That he gave his only begotten son. To do what? To die. After that, the son was elevated. You see, there is no way you walk in love and be humiliated 
and God will not elevate you. The elevation follows your humiliation. And there are many people under the sound of my voice who have gone through many, many things in life. No, you've gone through many things. Some of you have been suffering from the, child, from the time you are a child. You've gone through a lot. And in your family, you've gone through many things in the community and society. You've gone through many things. After walking in love, after going through humiliation, the next one is to be seated in heavenly places, far above principality and power. So the Bible said in the book of the book of Philippians, chapter 2, the verse number 5, he said, let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus. And we are still on the prudence that this mind, this mind of wisdom, and this mind of prudence that was in Christ Jesus, let it be in you also. For those of us who are pastors, I think maybe a time should come when, before you become a charismatic pastor, they have to take you to the place where they train Roman Catholic priests. And then let you go through that thing for seven years. Maybe they take you to, to those places and they teach you some of the tenants of suffering. They inculcate in your mind that as a priest of God, you have to suffer. For the charismatics, when they are training us, they start with, as a priest of God, you must prosper. So, we come into ministry, and the mind is, we must prosper. We, we have to be blessed. But you see, another person goes through training, and they teach them many things. That you have to you have to go through suffering. Then they teach you the passion of Christ. They teach you the things Jesus went through. And constantly they are showing you the cross. So you go to some of these crosses and uh, churches, and the cross is everywhere. The crucifix is everywhere. They are just trying to show you that if this is what the master went through, you must go through that thing. My main focus is people who have gone through the suffering for many many years and God is telling you tonight that the time for your elevation and the time for you to be seated in Christ Jesus in heavenly places you suffered and then God raised you up in Christ to be seated together in heavenly places he said let this mind be in you which also was in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross wherefore God has also highly exalted him I declare to somebody today where you are sitting now is that you have reached a place where you must begin to confess that God has highly exalted me. There are many of you, you've been humiliated already. You've, you've gone through so much already that it is time for God to highly exalt you like he exalted Christ and has given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things under the earth. And that 
at the name of and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So the first thing we looked at is the fact that we must have a heart full of love. Number two, a mind that understands humiliation. Where we are having faith in the cross that Jesus Christ died and went through the pain that he went through so that we will be saved. And by that implication, what we are saying is that if we also have suffered, it is not anything strange for us to be humiliated. But then, a humiliated person does not remain humiliated. It has a reward. And the reward is that God raises the humiliated person up to be seated together in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Now, today, I want us to pray a prayer. I want us to pray a prayer. The church of Jesus Christ should not be a downtrodden church if we have to be saviors. Jesus Christ as the savior did not remain in the grave. Jesus Christ as the savior, he said, you did not leave my soul in hell. Jesus Christ the savior did not remain in the pit of the grave, but he broke the chains of death, came out, ascended, sat in heavenly places, that is God's prudence. That is God's prudence. God's prudence is that Jesus will walk in love. Jesus will die. Jesus will be humiliated. They will bury him. But the power of the cross is that when they bury him, he will break the chains of death. He will be resurrected and he will sit at the right hand of the throne of God the Father in heavenly places and you and I will be seated together in him. So when I look at you now, I don't see a church in the grave. I don't see a church in the pit. I don't even see a church that is still hanging on the cross. The day Jesus came down from the cross, you came down. The day they buried him, you were buried. The day he broke the chains of death, you also broke the chains of death. And the day he came out of the grave, you came out of the grave. The day he sat at the right hand of the throne of God the Father, you also sat at the right hand of the throne of God the Father. And what is far above principal and powers and the thrones of darkness and when God gave him a name higher than every other name you became a partaker a beneficiary of that name and at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven of things on earth and of things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father today I am talking to an exalted church I'm talking to a believer who is exalted. I'm talking to a believer who is seated far above principalities and powers and thrones and dominions. That is where the church is. And I want us to pray right now. Father, let your church sit in the place where we are seated. Spiritually, we are seated there, but our mind is not seated there. So Christians are still walking about. Some of them are beggars. Some of them are paupers. Some of them are miserable. Some of them are under the control of demons and sins and oppression. 
and we have not exercised our liberty and freedom but you want to pray right now father in the name of jesus i confess that i am seated in christ jesus far above principalities and powers that the way of the wisdom of god the wisdom of god is that we should walk in love as christ walked in love we should bear our own cross like christ carried his cross but after that we should be seated together in heavenly places tonight i want you to pray that you are seated together in heavenly places far above principalities and powers can i get somebody begin to pray exert your dominion i am seated together in christ jesus far above principalities and powers now watch this any kind of um, from the pit of hell that you are facing right now begin to confess that you are seated in heavenly places above that thing the prudence of god the wisdom of god in what jesus has done for you and in what you have gone through i like it when paul said henceforth let no man trouble me because i bear in my body the marks of christ people you have gone through too much already it is time for you to exert your authority over principalities and powers and exercise authority and dominion and begin to confess where you are seated where you are seated in heavenly places in heavenly places come on somebody begin to pray the father i confess in the mighty name of jesus that i'm seated together with christ in jesus i am exalted far above principalities powers dominion thrones in the mighty name of jesus that i've come out of the grave i'm no more on the cross in the mighty name of jesus but i'm seated together with christ in heavy places in the mighty name of jesus Alipa <laughs> 
as death could not hold him captive so I cannot be held captive Madibadaba as he could not remain in the tomb so I have come out of any captivity I have come out of my tomb in the mighty name of Jesus as he was not Makataba captivated so I cannot be captivated as he could not be remain on the cross so I have come out of the cross in the mighty name of Jesus and tonight I confess by the power of the Holy Ghost that I'm seated together with him I move with him I walk with him in the mighty name of Jesus no right here on earth but in heavy places I am exalted I am lifted I'll be enthroned I'll be empowered in the mighty name of Jesus no principality no power no throne no dominion by time it shall brought me down in the mighty name of Jesus my position is with Christ in the mighty name of Jesus my pedigree is in Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus I confess that in my family I am unique I confess that in my workplace I am unique I'm not like any other person in the mighty name of Jesus I'm spectacular I am different in the mighty name of Jesus I declare I confess that because I am seated together with him I have the mind of Christ 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 I declare that because I am seated together with him and he is a victor I am also a victor I am also a conqueror I am also overcomer in the mighty name of Jesus I am the one who is 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 the one
am the victor. I am the victor. I am the victor. I am overcome. I am overcome. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Passover Passover. I am the Passover I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodannaba.com. God bless you richly.